What called us here this day? What called us to this community of justice, freedom, truth and love? What spoke to us amidst the noise of everyday life and reminded us that, it, that to gather in community and to attend to matters of the spirit is a, is a fruitful path for us to choose. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's lovely to see your faces here on Zoom this morning. Um, I'm Sarah Tinker, and I'm with Kensington Unitarians on Zoom this late summer morning. Welcome to this time we spend together with music, words, silence, and song in good company with others. I think of these gatherings of ours as a, a time to reconnect. We reconnect with one another, but we also have chance to reconnect with something inside ourselves and also with that which we sense as being greater than ourselves. Be that our connection in community, one with another, perhaps also our connection with the great mystery of which we surely are part. And my hope is that there'll be something in this service that speaks to you and to your issues, something that might resonate with you in the week ahead, something that might help you make sense of the week that has passed. And this hope also applies to any of you watching this as a video or listening in on a podcast sometime in the future. Well, many of us feel a bit churned up, don't we, by the times we're living through. And in a way that a jar of water, a jar of muddy water, it will settle and become a bit more clear if it's left for a while. Perhaps we too can experience a sense of greater clarity through spending time here together today. Now, here's some muddy water that I made earlier, and I'm just giving it an extra shake up, an extra bit of troubling. And I wonder, let's see, can we see it now? I wonder if this water, this muddy water, might represent for you any troubles that you're experiencing at present, any worries or burdens that it's hard to release. The water's troubled now. It's shaken up by life at the moment, just as some of us are. Now let's see if at the end of 40 minutes, this water is looking a little less troubled and a little clearer than it is at present. And let's see how we feel in 40 minutes or so. So I invite you now to take a moment for you. Take a conscious breath. And when you're breathing out, have a sense of, of letting go of anything that might stop you from being fully here in the present moment. And if we wish, let's all breathe in a sense of connectedness and greater peace. And as this chalice flame burns brightly, 
this symbol of our worldwide progressive religious community, as this flame burns brightly, so may we find a, a path of love that shines for us and shows us our next steps in creating a world of peace, a peace that begins with each and every one of our hearts. And I invite you now to, to bring your, your issues, the issues of, of your heart into a time of reflection and prayer. And it's a prayer for the sacredness of community. Words based on the work of uh, my colleague, Andy Pakula. Let's um, settle into ourselves now for a moment. Allowing the time and the space we need to reconnect with the wisdom within and with the sacred as we understand it. Each day of our lives, we contend with challenges and we encounter wonders. We have our deep sorrows and our enlivening joys. And much of the time we face life in our essential aloneness. And we join together in community because we have come to know somehow that our aloneness is not enough. We have learned that the myths of individual self-sufficiency are, are false and indeed sometimes toxic. We have learned that independence can weaken us and indeed weaken our whole world while interdependence strengthens us all. Alone, we may struggle at times to find the strength to cope with life's hard realities. And alone, we may fail to be present to life's wonders and to know the deep satisfaction that comes of appreciation and gratitude. Alone, our perspective narrows until we may sometimes see little more than the inside of our own thoughts and our immediate frustrations. Together though, we can find strength. At our best times, our togetherness brings a courage into our hearts that we might not have expected. It brings a force of love that may burst from our usually tentative hearts. It may deepen our longing for justice throughout our world. And together, a spirit emerges among us. We understand this spirit in so many different ways and we know that no words are adequate, no images accurate, no understandings sufficient. And yet we know 
that the something that becomes present participates with us to recreate our lives and our world. It is to this spirit that we address ourselves. Unnameable spirit, be in us and among us. May we come to open our hearts to all that is. May we be with one another in authenticity and in compassion. May we broaden our view to take in all manner of things, free of judgment. Hear our silent prayers, spoken inwardly now, in a few quiet moments. Our cares for those around us and for our world. Oh, help us to be a community of spirit, a community where love becomes real, where acceptance is unconditional and where justice is a necessity. And to these aspirations of our hearts, let us say together, Amen. Now, let me hand over to Harold Lorenzelli, who has a reading for us today. This reading is called Love Like Water, and it's by Mark Nieper. Water, in its clear softness, fills whatever space it finds. It is not skeptical or distrusting. It does not say this gully is too deep or that field is too open. Like water, the miracle of love is that it covers whatever it touches, making the touched thing grow while leaving no trace of its touch. Most things break instead of transform because they resist. The quiet miracle of love is that without our interference, it, like water, accepts whatever is tossed or dropped or placed into it, embracing it completely. Of course, we are human and are easily hurt if not loved back or if loved poorly. But we waste so much of life's energy by deliberating who and what shall be worthy of our love, when in the deepest elemental sense, these choices are not in our province, any more than rain can choose what it shall fall upon. In truth, the more we let love flow, the more we have to love. This is the inner glow that sages and saints of all ages seem to share, the wash of their love 
over everything before them, not just people, but birds and rocks and flowers and air. Beneath the many choices we have to make, love, like water, flows back into the world through us. It is the one great secret available to all. Yet somewhere, the misperception has been enshrined that to withhold love will stop hurt. It is the other way round. As water soaks scars, love soothes our wounds. If open to, love will accept the angrily thrown stone and our small tears will lose some of their burn in the great ocean of tears. And the arrow released to the bottom of the river will lose its point. Only love, with no thought of return, can soften the point of suffering. Thank you, Harold. That was beautifully read. And it leads perfectly now into um, our water meditation. I think most of us have got a little container of water with us. Um, don't worry if you don't have one, because I'm sure you can imagine water, but we're going to be dipping our fingers into the water. And then if we wish, just gently touching parts of our face. Or another possibility is just to touch um, our other hand, whatever works best for you. There is um, a tradition in our Essex Church congregation and, and indeed in many Unitarian Universalist congregations the world over to hold a gathering of the waters ceremony each year in early autumn. It's often used as a symbol of, of um, a community of individuals joining together as one. People would bring water from their homes or gardens or from their travels and pour the water into a shared bowl. In recent years, as our awareness of uh, water's environmental importance has grown, this water ceremony has evolved and I, we often use it as a potent reminder of the oneness of all life and the finite resources that we all share here on um, planet Earth. So this meditation invites us to think of particular aspects of life on earth. And at the end of each section, we're invited to place our fingers first into our water and then to our faces or our hands. And together, I invite you to repeat the words at the end of each section, for we are one. So let's get ready for an extended guided meditation and this will lead into three minutes of silence. And that will end with some really beautiful piano music um, from the Scottish folk tradition played for us by Sandra. So let's all get as comfy as we can. Take one of those lovely, gentle, freeing breaths. And with our water nearby, let's soften our gaze and turn our attention inwards. We live in a world with finite resources and water is a gift that we must share. Yet too many people and animals know drought. 
when rains fail to arrive and crops wither. So let us dip our fingers in water and touch our lips or our chins perhaps. And let us remember all those who thirst this day and say together, we are one. We live in a world where fires destroy livelihoods and lives. Let us think of those forced to flee the Maria refugee camp in Lesbos this week because of fire and those living in the Amazon and in parts of Indonesia and on the west coast of the United States and say as we dip our fingers into the water and perhaps touch our necks or our other hand if we prefer. Let's think of those affected by fires and say, we are one. We live in a world where floods are an increasing concern as climate change alters rainfall patterns and seasons. So let us think in loving compassion of all those whose ways of life are being changed forever by global warming as we dip our fingers into water and touch our cheeks that the coolness of this water may inspire us to live more simply that others may simply live and let us say together we are one. We live in a world where so many people suffer from emotional storms and struggle with feelings and relationships and with the day-to-day -day challenges of existence. Too many of us feel isolated and alone. May we all work to develop greater understanding of ourselves and one another, that we human beings might find ever more creative ways to live harmoniously and to deal with life's challenges with greater love and compassion. As we dip our fingers into the water and touch our foreheads, let us say together, we are one. And we live in a truly amazing world. Our blue-green planet Earth home spins in space around a life-giving sun in our vast Milky Way galaxy that is one of perhaps 200 billion galaxies in the observable universe. Oh, there is still so much we do not know. We sense spiritual wellsprings that give us glimpses of life's great mysteries. Let us honor our interconnectedness with our earth and with all living beings. And as we do so, let us remember that we must share our earth's finite resources with all living beings. And as we do so, let us dip our fingers into the water for this final time. 
Let's keep our fingers in that water for a moment and give thanks for this miraculous life-giving substance of which we are made and bring our hearts, bring our hands to our hearts in gratitude for life. As we say those words together, we are one. And as one, we enter the fellowship of silence together.
Thank you, Sandra. That was lovely. We're, um, we're, we're, we've called this service Gathering in Community. And, and I guess most of us would agree that gathering in community is a good thing. Because as humans, well, we're social creatures, aren't we? We need one another in order to survive. And we're also individuals. And so we live with an interesting push-pull kind of relationship with one another. We draw together, we move apart, we want to be closer or we want more space. This is what it is, isn't it, to be human. And depending on our social circumstances and our levels of privilege and our temperaments, well, we experiment with the dance between individuality and collectivity throughout our lives with more or less awareness and exploration of what drives us what motivates us, what limits us. Living as we currently are in a time of global pandemic, well, we've all been presented with a mighty challenge, haven't we, of how to maintain our sense of community connection whilst keeping a safe distance from people. These are not easy times at all. No wonder some of us are feeling a bit on edge, a bit weary of it all. But if any good can come out of this horrible time, then my hope would be for a renewed awareness of our need for one another, a greater understanding of our quite remarkable differences from one another, and an increased willingness to speak out in gentleness and in love, to say what we need and what we yearn for, to ask questions of one another and find out more about our hopes and our fears, our concerns and our motivations. In these times when we need to hold back physically for the greater good of all, well, let's not hold back emotionally. Let's communicate with one another as freely as water and air move around our biosphere. At the end of uh, today's service, we'll hear the tune of an African-American song, Wade in the Water. You may know the chorus, Wade in the Water, Wade in the Water, children, Wade in the Water, God's gonna trouble the water. It's a song I've sung over many years, but it's, its meaning changed for me when someone explained its use as a code song for slaves attempting to escape, telling them to follow the river and find supportive people as they traveled. When wind and storms troubled the waters, the hounds searching for escapees would be less able to track them. That's a very chilling image, isn't it? Wade in the Water is based on a New Testament verse. It's from uh, John chapter five, verse four. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. Whosoever then first after the troubling of the water stepped in was made whole of whatsoever disease they had. Well, there are many ways today in which our societies are diseased. And I wonder if you, like me, can at times feel quite despondent about humanity and our ways of being. But troubled waters may wake us up, shake us up, 
personally, I know I've a lot of waking up to do to the injustices on which my comfortable life are based. And I think being part of a supportive community is one of the best ways we can learn more about life, learn more about one another, learn more about ways to bring a life of greater justice, compassion, and greater love for all. So thank you for joining in community, one with another. We have a chance here to learn more about life. And we have a chance now to sing a hymn together as well. Um, you'll know by now that singing on Zoom is a, a strange experience, but we're all muted, so nobody can hear us. The words will appear on your screen. So join in with vigor if you wish to, and if not, just amuse yourself by looking at the rest of us opening and closing our mouths. This song is called Come Sing a Song With Me That I Might Know Your Mind. And I'll bring you hope when hope is hard to find. And I'll bring a song of love and a rose in the winter time. It always feels like a celebration of human connection to me and our ability to love and support one another through the bad times and the good. So thanks to the Unitarian Music Society for this recording.
lovely thank you uh so some announcements now my uh, my thanks go to uh, jane and jenny for all the essential background work of hosting this service today and thank you sandra for some lovely music uh, it's good to spend time with you all here today and we'll be back here again next week for our gathering at 10 a.m on zoom you're also welcome to join our Tuesday coffee morning at, at 10.30 on um, Tuesday. And there are some places left for this week's heart and soul gatherings. Um, the theme is impermanence. It'll be brilliant. Really uh, feed your spirit. And um, there are some spaces this evening, Sunday, Tuesday evening and Friday. Just get in touch with Jane to book your place for impermanence. And... Um, why don't you make a note in your diaries now of the West London Green Spirit Group um, Autumn Equinox Celebration. That's going to be on Tuesday, the 22nd of September at three o'clock. Now, every week I keep going on and on about the red donate button that can be now found on the front of our um, Kensington Unitarians website. And I mention it because every time I mention it, some kind person uses it to make a donation to keep the work of our community going strong. So thank you. Thank you for that. Except, well, I had a look at it the other day just to remind myself how pleasing donate buttons are. And it turns out that our button isn't red at all. It's yellow and blue. So I highly recommend you go and have a look at it to see what color it is today. And whatever the colour, it definitely works. And you've been giving us money to keep our church community's work going out there into the world. And thank you all of you who are giving by standing uh, order as well. That's really appreciated. Um, we have a virtual coffee time to chat after the service in small groups if you'd like to join in. And we like to take a photo right at the end of the music at the end of the service. So do stick around um, and show us your lovely face if you don't mind being in a photo. We're going to have some closing words in a moment, followed by a short piano piece. But I mean, I wonder how you're feeling now. Are you feeling a little more settled at the end of 40 minutes in a Unitarian community? Because, my goodness, look at our jar of muddy water. What kind of miracle is that? Just 40 minutes of Unitarian worship together clears water. It's good enough to drink now, but I'll, I'll do that later. Um, I hope you are feeling more refreshed. So I invite you now to uh, choose gallery view on your screen so that we can all see each other. For our closing words... Let's enjoy that sense of connection in community, one with another. It's lovely to see you. And I extinguish our chalice flame, but not the warmth of this community. And I send the light of that candle out into the world that all who hunger and thirst this day may be helped by others. Poet and liturgist Marcia Falk writes, Eternal wellspring of peace. May we be drenched by the longing for peace, that we may give ourselves over as the earth to reign to the dew, until peace overflows our lives as living waters overflow the seas. 
and may our troubles lead us forwards this day and all days that we too might know peace amen go well all of you and blessed be